John, before we get going, I've got to ask people to like and subscribe to the Big Jim Show. Do you want to do that? Can you do that for me? Do I say something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like and subscribe to the Big Jim Show. One of my f- absolute favourites. It is your favourite, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So please like, subscribe, comment, abuse me. I'm not bothered, but apparently that's what we need to do to get the algorithm up. Is that right? Big Jim Show. Big Jim Show. Big Jim Show. Sign up and... Like and subscribe. And pay his mortgage. Please. Interest rates are going up. Bang. <laughs> Big Jim is wearing his heels. On this episode, I'm joined by a former teammate of mine. He was my captain, I was his vice captain. It's the powerful, the legendary John Barkley. You right? You like the studio? You've come a long way, that's what I would say. I know. I was actually chatting to Haley about it the other day. I said, I met you 20 years ago. Yeah. Scotland camp. In the, there's about 30 people in that squad. If they had said, pick the guy or put them in order, who's going to be recording podcasts in the studio, you would have been number 30, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> but look s- at you. You say that, right, Cuss, Chris Cusseter. I've spoke to him about it. He said there was only one man for the job. Storyteller. He used to make up yeah. a load of stories. Well, yeah, who knew what podcast were, though? Exactly. It's like I've morphed into this role. And now you do tier two media. Tier two media. You are tier one, John. <laughs> no, no. You not, not, yes, for much, not for much longer. Why not? Stuart Hogg. Wow. Stuart Hogg. When he's doing TNT, we're both doing ITV for the World Cup. Yep, because. That is tier one. That is mainstream. We've made it. That seat there was meant to be Ryan Wilson. Yeah. As well. It was meant to be a trio today. I messaged him today. Did he message you back? He did. How funny. Voice where, notes. Where is he? Is he in Bezier? I'm going to say it because he's, he's Judas' by not coming on. He's, I think he's waiting for his contract. How funny. He wasn't meant to do. Well, he's one of those <coughs> that takes the ball by the horns. So, Ryan Wilson, former Scotland player with two legends. Yeah. My old roommate. One of the funniest guys ever. So he was meant to come today with us and we were just going to have a crack and go off on a tangent. And I ring him and said, are you coming in or not? He's like, no, I'm in France. I'm yeah. in Bézier. I said, what are you doing? He said, I've literally, he's got a pen in his hand. He's got a contract that he's made up. He's trying to get the president to sign it. <laughs> They've asked him, when's the last time you played? He said, last week. <laughs> About a year ago, he's not played for. But he's not even trained. I said, have no. you done any training? He said, no, I've just been drinking. Mate, his head is like an orange on a on a toothpick right now. There's nothing of him, and he's going to try and play pro in France and he, get his head kicked in. What he said to me? Any advice? I said, mate, he, don't he, do it. Oh, <laughs> I said, do it. He must have nothing. He must have squandered everything. The old George Best hell of a life. But well, I asked him why he's doing it. So well, I've got nothing else, which again is hard. We know what it's like coming out of rugby. And he's like, any advice? I said, line outs. I said, learn <laughs> yeah. French, a couple of numbers. Yeah. And he was like, what were the line outs in Montpellier? I said, you don't want to know. But one of them was called Gong Bong. <laughs> that was <laughs> That's why you didn't last and very long there. <laughs> there was one of them that was called Fisting as well. Fisting. Fisting and Gong Bong. Um, I said, so there might be words, but whatever, own that space because he can go through it. Like he's good in the line outs. He can go through 
the leagues just Mate. being a line-out caller. I'll call it now. He, he phoned me and said, should I do it? And I, I initially said, no. I said, mate, what, you don't want to go down that. And I sat back and, I, and then he, he kind of explained, of, and we can talk about maybe later, like what happens when you retire and you're a bit further out of it than me, but it's pretty terrifying. And he's like, mate, my, I can't pay my mortgage. So what am I meant to do? Mm. So I turned around and said, actually, mate, do go. I reckon, I'll say now, I reckon I can see him living there in 15 years' time. He will be there. He'll be 150 kilos and he'll be smoking fags, and he'll be having a great time. He's got a mate who's got a house down there. Of course he does. Well. Yeah, I know. Well, he's his best mate now, so he's got a house to stay in. He's the kind of guy, he goes somewhere, and he met the mayor. And apparently he's drinking with the mayor, and he says, oh, the mayor owns lots of land. So I'm like, and what? He said, well, I'll be building houses there soon. <laughs> so watch that space. You didn't think Wales were good? No. No. Do you not think they play with like an identity though? Like when I watch them, at least I can see compared to England. We'll get onto the good teams in a bit. Scotland. How oh, good. But <laughs> like when you look at Wales, shit line out. Yeah. Scrum's getting I love pinged. how your first thing's line out. How boring. <laughs> Scrum's getting pinged off the pitch. But actually, as in when I watch them, I, I know what you can see what they're doing. They're going around the corner. They're trying to be physical. They look big. They look strong. They're aggressive in defence. Like they've got an identity. Yeah, kind of. But it was a poor. I mean, it's poor. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, they'll be, they'll actually do well in the World Cup. So all this stuff's irrelevant, and people just throw this back in my face or your face and say, "Well, ha ha ha, they're good." Who do you reckon will do well in the World Cup? You reckon Wales will? I think they'll get out of the pool, mm. which I think they would take as success probably. Um, who's going to do well at the World Cup? New Zealand. Yes. France. Ireland. Yes. You make, well, well, one of them three are going out in the quarter. Well, exactly. I think Argentina might be England. You know, I, I don't even know why I'm doing that. Well, someone said to me, oh, it's a potential banana skin for England. I was like, potential banana skin for Argentina, probably. Mm. It'd be New Zealand. Yeah. They absolutely hammered England last time they played them at Twickenham. So yeah. yeah. They do well at World Cups. Do well at World Cups, time together. Japan would be, I don't think Japan. No. That was, the last World Cup was their one. Yeah, they've shot off. So, yeah, Scotland, probably not. Well, maybe, you don't know. So dour, John. No, Scotland. Just to put the... Do you think we're the best we've ever been? I did an interview with Mark today from the Times, and we were going through the archives of. Were you at the 2011 World Cup in New Zealand? Yeah. How bad? Not great. Well, we going through the archives on that, and he was like, "Oh, what was so bad about it?" And I just said, literally, well, we didn't know who the captain was going in because yeah. they picked Al Kellogg as captain. Yeah, I got told I'd still be playing, <laughs> and I did. So we were the only nation in the World Cup whose captain wasn't a starter. And then before we played England in the pool stages, Robert didn't know who his nines were. He was like nines and sevens, seven, seven nine. Didn't know if I was in. Did you start against England? I started. Right? Yeah, and that was it. And then it was done. That was the last World Cup. Yeah, I look back on those. And I just think the team. You can only compare it to teams that you were part of, and the games moved on. And yeah, it's a different game now. Just the difference of players is night and day. Yeah, and the difference of the game plan and the structure compared to back then is it's just not comparable. And it was coached differently. It was a simpler game, arguably. But. But. It was, and that's what I said. All we had was work really hard. That was our, if you worked your nuts off, you could be in, in, in a game. I didn't really play it in that early period. Like, and I probably touched on this period from, from 2018, 17 to whenever I retired, 19, 20. People talking about Finn Russell as like a world-class player. Not mm. just in Scotland, because that happens sometimes. But you've got, I think, uh, Matt Gitto is tweeting you know, when I grew up, I want to be Finn Russell. Mm -hmm. like, that wasn't happening when we played. When I grew up, I want to be Jim Howland. 
<laughs> Mate, thought we were all right. Johnny was tweeting that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to you, John. Um, that, and that's what I said when I did the article today and actually got a bit annoyed talking about it because in 2011, we didn't have a game plan. No. We didn't know who our captain was. But this is going to a World Cup and the backs were shocking. <laughs> <laughs> We couldn't score a try, mate. We couldn't, couldn't score. score a try. We, we almost got beat off Romania. Exactly. And Simon Danielli scored a, a couple, and then we had a, an absolute uh, walkover of Georgia, nine three or something. <laughs> nine, three. Good team. Whereas now, there's a clear identity, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, oh Scotland, you beat France's second team." I know we didn't beat France at the weekend, but you can literally see what we're trying to do. Scotland should not beat France in France. Mm. When you compare resources, you compare the player pool, you compare their league, there's a rankings for a reason. In France, we shouldn't be France. We shouldn't be Ireland, Ireland. We shouldn't be England. If you're comparing it on paper. And on paper means like man for man. Like what, yeah. what does Anton Dupont get paid compared to Ali Price? Yeah, I'm talking yeah, three more. Three times the amount. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's not all about money, but Scotland managed to punch above their weight. And I think now Scotland are have shown that they can compete and people will laugh and you get you get because we 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 played in that era where we didn't win very many games they're laughing at us John probably and I you know I see CB Ferris and Shanks and they're laughing and they're all and you do corporate stuff and people are having a laugh and that's fine because ultimately Scotland need to actually progress beyond what they've done over the last couple of years which is how do they do that I don't know that's the challenge isn't it how do you go from the rest of the best or the best of the rest one of those two to actually you got to be better than Ireland or you've got to be better than France at the moment and England will get better as well so I think now genuinely we have got world class players I think Duan van der Merwe apparently is he struggling or not I reckon he's one of the best wingers in the world and Darcy and Darcy I thought Carl Stein brilliant every time he plays yeah. but Darcy but Duan more because he's done Blair, it how good has he been unreal and that's what I mean Like as in we're now name dropping we haven't named a forward no no one talks about the pack anymore no, and we've got a good line-out drive, got a good scrum. Yeah. We're good players across the back row. Mate, we're good. <laughs> we should be. Come on, let's talk it up. Let's talk it up? Let's talk it up. I think they'll beat South Africa. I said the same, John. Did you? People get the game. Put it on here. Ugo Monya bet his mortgage that they wouldn't. He, he, pro- he probably doesn't have a mortgage. He doesn't have a mortgage. <laughs> I think he rents. I don't even know if he has a house. <laughs> Easy to do. Easy to do, exactly. Right, we are saying, me and you are saying, Scotland captain and vice captain. Yeah. We're saying Scotland beat South Africa. Yeah. The world champion. Sorry, Scotland beat the world champions yeah. in game one. I think so. Unreal. They've got to beat one, don't they? We can't. And to anyone who sits here and says, yeah, they won't. Well, they might not. We can't sit here and see what we've seen and say they can't do it. They can beat South Africa. Mm. You know, it's a big challenge. But I, Well, I think we have to because if not now, then when? And that's what I said. That's why you tease me about this generation of talent they've got. Yeah, it's not coming through underneath it. My Under twenties got beat off. Who the other day? Uruguay. Uruguay. Well, uh, that not, ain't great. They didn't just get beat by Uruguay. They got beat by Uruguay in Kenya. It, yeah, in tier two. In tier two World Cup, they weren't even at the Under twenties World Cup. <sighs> that's, that's pretty depressing. It's pretty depressing. Yeah, that's pretty. I feel dark. sorry for those lads. Let's not go down the Dower route. Let's yeah, yeah, stick pick with it up. This. Scotland. So South Africa. South Africa. Beat South Africa. Beat South Africa. Let's just talk about how and why. How? I don't know. <laughs> Give the ball to Finn. He is on fire at the minute. Mate, he's a joke. Like how good he is. And again, people will say, yeah, but he makes too many mistakes. 
Yeah, but he does things that other people can't do. What about his defence? How good is his defence? And he never misses a tackle. And he's, I mean, you've seen him with his top off. He actually looked in decent nick at the moment. I saw him before the France game at home. He's captain. He comes over, lifts his top off. He's eating a gummy bear. I'm like, Mm. mate, you're in the right zone. And he plays well. Passing game. I think I think the best passing game in the world. Yes. Okay. There's, there's much more to play in ten. You and I don't know. We played in the pack, but kicking game's good. Runs. You know. I think he does things which no other tens can do. I think him, Sione, Tuipilotu, and Hugh Jones are the key to success. Yes. Hugh Jones is a test match animal. He's mm-hmm. not a week in week out, is he? He has been last year at Glasgow. He was good last year. And the back three are mental. Yeah. I think one of the best back threes around. Yeah. Then I, you look at Ireland, got a brilliant back three. France have got a brilliant back three. South Africa's, you know, you go through all the teams have these the strength and depth. The question about Scotland is if they if they'd lost Xander, which they'll get him, that would have been a big problem. Yeah. If they lose Finn, it's a big problem. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're talking about the obvious, which everyone's talking about. Of going around the houses on this, and that I'm a, because I'm at World Rugby. Maybe it's my fault, but I know that it's not. But to have all five in that side of the pool hey. is mental. It's, yeah, again, like it's not fair, Jim. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> and if you get out of the pool, you play France and New Zealand, and they're the two where I'm like, France is the one that we can beat. I just don't know whether we can beat New Zealand. I never. I mean, I went 2007. You played 2007. I played one game. 2011. Out in the group, 2015 we both didn't get picked, and they did well. <laughs> in 2019, went and knocked out in the group. Why did they do well in 2015? Got beat by Australia. They had, they had a decent, a decent enough World Cup. They did, and could have, and could have, were it not for a dubious refereeing call. Mm. We all have them. Made it to a World Cup semi final against Argentina. Exactly. We'd beaten Argentina recently. Not World Cups. We lost in 07 and 11. Yeah. But that one would have been... Anyway, we're going over hmm. scenarios that didn't happen. 2019, that weren't great. You beat but, Russia, though, didn't you? You got to run out of it. That was my swan song. It's <laughs> what everyone always dreams of. It is ruthless, isn't it? Like, when you actually think, again, going back to my conversation with Mark, sport's tough. It's amazing, but you very rarely go out the way you want to go out. You go out, oh, I went out on my sword. <laughs> Fucking swinging it and then stuck it in myself. Yeah. It was 2019, was that your last involvement? Last game, yeah. You were captain against Russia, that was your yeah. last game. They needed me. Well, at least we both won our final games. Yeah. Who was yours against? Italy and Turin in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, matches. of course. In about 50 degree heat. Yeah, did it. Meh, yeah. I mean, I retired during COVID mm. from the game entirely. Stopped from international stuff after the World Cup because the writing was on the wall. But yeah, I mean, I was—I don't know. Do you, look, you you don't look back and think I wish I was still playing, or I, no, I don't look back and wish I was still playing. But I have regrets, and it's the old saying: I can look myself in the mirror and say I gave nothing more. I, I can. I can look in yeah. the mirror and like 
say that I could have given nothing emotionally to Scotland, especially. Like, I, I couldn't have given anything more, but I have regrets that I didn't challenge more in big moments. But you're a young bloke, right? I didn't challenge Andy Robinson to say, mate, where's the fucking game plan? <laughs> what happens if we go slow? We get one shot here at a World Cup yeah. and you've got no idea what you are doing. Like, please, I'm begging you, please. Because if I saw what's coming, that that was going to be my last World Cup, uh-huh. I would have begged him on my hands and knees and said, I'll never smoke again when I'm out in Argentina. <laughs> I will never do that again, Andy, I promise. Just please tell us what we're doing. Where yeah. are we kicking the ball? Yeah, They're the regrets that I have that I didn't push hard enough Yeah, and, do, and did something. like As in the biggest void in my life, and you had a bit of glory for Scotland, was winning more games and yeah. like having them big moments. Like, people say, oh, do you regret? I don't regret, but I, I am jealous of the team that they're in now. I look at it and I think, it looks so it looks so much fun. And yeah, they, they want more success and they've actually got to, of course, let's just caveat that. They, they've got to go on and actually have something tangible to hang their hat on because otherwise this, these guys all retire and they say, we have the same regrets that we we possibly had. But yeah, I, I just, I'm jealous of that team. I look at 2019, 2015, I'd make it, but 2011 and 19, I just remember 19 especially thinking, this is not going right from very early, pre-season. And I'm like, this is not going right. And that, that was with Gregor? Yeah. And why? Tell us why. Uh, again, it's all relative because I was, I, I ruptured my Achilles, came back, played a couple of games at the end of the 19 season, having been captain in the 18 season. And Scotland had an okay Six Nations, the 38 all game at Twickenham, probably being one of the, the highlights, bizarrely, even though they drew. And I just didn't think we were all on the same page. Like I personally, I didn't. I thought we're going to Japan. It's going to be about four hundred degrees, and everything we we're trying to do was play fast. And I'm like, this is. I don't think this is how you win games. And then we saw it in the next Six Nations. They didn't try and play like that. Hmm. That did that, you say anything in the World Cup? No, not really. Yeah. Which is again to your point, the regret because you can't really. You look back and say, I wish I had the the balls to sort of say it. And I think maybe I, I touched it with Gregor. I think we need to be a bit more pragmatic, or we need to do this or that, but. I, and I just pray, maybe as a person, I just struggled to keep up with the pace of the game at that point. I could not play at that speed in that heat. Mm. And I didn't think it was the right way. I didn't think it was the right approach. So I think the way they play now is much better. Um, but yeah, I, I look back on that 19 World Cup and I was just, I knew, I played, we played Ireland game one, got hammered. And then I was like, that's the end. So I'm at a World Cup week one and I know my Scotland career is pretty much done. And it was. I was like, I played Russia. Hats off to Russia, but we beat them. <laughs> that, that, that's all you can say. Hats for the game. off to Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any Russian listeners? Yeah. Um, we'll just hey, we'll just clip that line. Hats, hats off, to, off Russia. to Russia. But yeah, it's just that's probably my my regrets. The World Cups, probably to your point, not really having the conviction. But I don't think many players can stand up no. to a coach and say, "Do you know what? This is crap." And it wasn't crap. It was just this is not quite what I think we should be doing. Or can we look at doing it slightly differently? I know Greg Laidlaw felt the same way, but we were kind of the older guard finishing, and maybe we were just better. (laughs) But perceive if you were to say it's like you're well, yeah, yeah, it was like we need to be doing it. uh, We had opinions, and they weren't in line potentially with how Greg wanted to play the game. Mm. And he's a brilliant guy. He's far more, a far bigger rugby IQ than I have. So maybe, and probably he is the, he has got the sort of the leg to stand on with it. But it didn't come off in 2019, which is the. The proofs in the pudding. Well, and the relationship with Finn now, like yeah. he, like you mentioned that draw against England and all the rumours of him apparently standing up at half time saying, nah, 
Yeah, yeah we're not fucking doing a lot of this. <laughs> the, the, the Finn, to your point, that, the, a player like Finn, like who came in to Six Nations and said, I'm not doing it. Whatever, however it panned out, we don't really know. We still don't really know, bizarrely. And he's that player of just, I don't need to do this. Mm. Richie Graby, another one. It's, this isn't everything, and I'm going to say I don't want to do it. If it's not done the right way, I'm not doing it. I don't know many players that can get away with doing that and walking away from it and just saying, do you know what, if, if you're not going to change, then it's not for me, and that's enough. Like, like Ben Young, I know it was a different circumstance with what was going on with his family, but to like walk away from a Lions tour because of the, your own personal views on something, whether it's rugby views or, or otherwise, not many people can do that, I don't no. think. It's hard. But that's where we're in a good place now. Yeah. And you look at us going into this World Cup, we've never looked better. And all them yeah. things that happen with Finn and Gregor, like the strength and depth we've now got, we know who captain is. Jamie's an interesting one. I know you've spoken about this, Jamie Ritchie. Mm -hmm. And you as captain, me as vice captain, very different leaders. Um, <laughs> but how you speak to a referee. Yeah. Like that seems to be his Achilles heel, which could be problematic. Yeah, I mean, I think he got pinged three times in the Six Nations for it. March back, as in for talking at the wrong time or in the wrong way. He'd be aware that he's, I think he's a quality player. One, mm -hmm. of, one of the best around, I think. Was with Yannick Nyanga, who obviously tore it up for France for a number of years, played for Toulouse, for Racing, and he was saying the same thing. He said, this guy's unbelievable. Really? Yeah, he said he can't believe how... You see it differently when you watch the game at the game, don't you? Slightly differently if you're close to the action. He said, this guy is, you know, is, is class. And he is. Yeah, I think he's... His way with referees isn't there. And you, like Warby would be a different example of... And he's very quiet. And, he, and you never you never really saw him speaking to referees. Richie McCall would be the same. Never really saw him in someone in a referee's face, and it's never going to work doing it that way. So I'm sure he's aware. I'm sure Gregor speaks to him. He's Jamie takes it very seriously. He doesn't just I'm captain. Some people I think historically potentially have done that. He he wants to be that captain, and I think he'll he'll learn from those kind of mistakes. Yeah, well that's where Luke Pierce was pissed off because after the game in the Six Nations, it was Luke who marched him back. Mm. And I was chatting to Luke and chatting to Jamie and then Jamie came over to Luke and like had a chat and Luke apologised for marching him back and said I shouldn't have done that, or whatever. Yeah, one was harsh. I yeah, that. and then I spoke about it on the podcast and then Luke was pissed off with me because I mentioned <laughs> it on the podcast. I'm like, fucking hell. He's like, well, what goes on tour? I said, who's on tour? I ain't on tour. I said, we're still at the bar. We're talking. But That's I'm going to open Luke up a little bit more here, but in a you? good way. So, well, the player's now retired. So I asked him, like had him in the studio I said like who's the best captain like for you but then amongst all the referees that they always speak about um, who do you think it is he said he's retired yeah the, the, the very best captain in interacting with the referees and not manipulating them but like just had a great way about him Paul O'Connell I thought Paul O'Connell oh, no. no Southern Hemisphere no give us a clue That's a just retired just retired boy oh Alan Wynn. Alan Wynn. Yes, that's what I really? said. Really? That's what I said. Both times. Really? Alan Wynn. Really? really? That's what I said. He said, Alan Wynn, amazing. Absolutely amazing as a captain. Do you what? think it makes that much of a difference? Yes. Do you really? I do. Yeah, I really do. But then I, I just... If you've got someone that's in your ear, like a faz, and he's shouting, fucking hell, mate, <laughs> fucking hell. You're going to be like, who's the, like, you, of course you're going to be, or even yeah. like Biggs as well, damn <laughs> bigger. Sexton as well. Sh Sexton shouting at them. I, I reckon it makes a difference. If you're, if you're a, a man, forget the referee that doesn't like being spoken to in a derogatory way. 
you, there's going to be something like as in the 50-50s which matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Jamie Ritchie comes yeah. swimming through that mall and he's not offside. Yeah. Like you call it in the game and then the referee gives it. You know, if that's a player that you've got a really good relationship and you see the captain and you've got that respect, I don't know. Like I'm just looking at it from a human perspective. Like do you give that? That's why McCaw got away with so much. How much did he get away with? <laughs> Unbelievable. He must be a bit rug and nausea, but one of the hardest guys to ever play the game. Ridiculous. Because the way the game was played then, it was like, kill him. Kill him. Every game. Yeah. <laughs> 150 gaps or something. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. How for, was it, it was your first start, wasn't it? You know, yeah. the, the after-dinner story. You've not stolen my story, have you? I've probably changed it a couple of times. The one where we talk about the, the hacker. The hacker. Yeah. <laughs> And people say to me, I'm going to tell it now. People say, oh, like, what's it like playing against New Zealand facing the hacker? And I'm like, yeah, well, it's unbelievable. And to speed through the story, like, what year was it? 2000? 2007. We were shy. Anyway, whatever year it was, <laughs> we were shy. No, that was the World Cup. It was after 2007? No, I didn't play in that one. I played in the white jersey ones. Was that the World Cup? You did Cup play in 2007? No, not World Cup. I played in the autumn series. So it might have been 2008. The year after. The year after. We, both times got I'm hammered. yellow afterwards. And you're yellow. But we're stood facing the hacker. And I've convinced, because I was vice-captain, I've convinced everyone that we're beating New Zealand. And to set the scene, New Zealand were about 13 games unbeaten. We hadn't won a game in five or six. We hadn't we scored, scored a try. try in Murrayfield. We hadn't scored a try in a, a season and a half. We hadn't scored a try in a season and a half. It's about 20 games we hadn't scored a try. <laughs> Make it 50. <laughs> we hadn't scored a try in five Ever. years. <laughs> And we're facing New Zealand, the best team. Carter, Ma Nonu, Richie McCaw, Kieran Reid, Ali Williams, Muli Aina, the fucking everyone. Everyone. And Robbo's trying to say to me, mate, like, I don't think you believe that we can beat New Zealand, Jim. And I'm like, I don't I don't think we can, Robbo, no. <laughs> and he's like looking at me, and I'm just like being honest with you. With our game plan, we're not going to beat them anyway. And we speed through. And we're facing the hacker. How calls the hacker? And I'm there like, fucking come on. Ali Williams has got this big long tongue and I'm like, you motherfucker, <laughs> fucking come on. I've heard this story so many times and, and I still, still enjoy laughing. it. I still and enjoy I'm, it. And I'm holding John Barkley. I'm holding him tight. I mean, you're next to me because like leadership, yeah. power, strength. I needed it. You needed it. And I'm looking at John and he's yellow. And you're obviously looking at Richard McCaw and John looks at me and says, Jim, we're fucked. <laughs> and he was right. And we were. We didn't score a try. We didn't score a try. No, uh, did Vista no. score? I think wow. Vissa scored. Yeah. Oh, fucking Vissa. Yeah. Um, I think we scored first. We got a, It was close. It was like 47 9 or something <laughs> like that, which means we didn't score a try, does it? And that was it. That was our legacy. That was it, mate. Yeah, but they set the bar, the All Blacks. And that's why in this World Cup, you can't write them off. No. World Cups, man. South Africa, New Zealand. Yeah. They're the two with history. Both won it three times. Yeah. England made finals, 03, won it. France made finals, not 07. won it. Yeah. Three finals, not won it. Is it? And they lost in 2011. 11, when they should have won it. Should have won. Barnsley. Was it Barnsley? Barnsley, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, yeah, blame him. I don't know. I sent him a video because talking of 2011, when we played Argentina and Contopomi is about 10 uh, miles uh, yeah. offside. I remember that. And Parks, he went for a left foot drop kick. That's right, because he didn't want to take the tackle. And it was seventy, <laughs> and it was seventy-eight minutes on the clock. So he's pushed him on. He's his about left. twelve yards offside. 
I sent the video to Barnsley and he's... <laughs> Have you got it? I've got it. And he's fucking... He's got lines and stuff coming back. He's got... Like, he's drawn lines across the page. Have you got your phone? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you it. So look at this. Play it on the audio as well so the millions can hear it. Right, Barnsley, I'm taking you back to 2011, way back. Look at Philippe Contepomi there. He's about five metres offside already and then he's ten metres offside and we win the game. Barnsley, please tell me you got that wrong and go on record. Scotland would have won the World Cup. I can't believe it. Palace, I can't believe it. Robbo. Robbo's. Well, he was shocking anyway, but he can't believe it. <laughs> Robbed. Uh, just from behind, let's have a look. Look at him. Look, look. Left foot. 78 minutes. Left foot drop Against off. Argentina. In Wellington. And he would have kicked off his right. Exactly. What did Barnsley say when I sent it in? I was at a shoot and there was some kitchen roll. He's like, why have you got kitchen roll when you're watching videos of me? I said, well, it's videos of all of us, not just me, which would be a bit weird. More worryingly, why are you watching footage of me with kitchen roll and at hand? I said, fuck the kitchen roll. I said, mate, we were robbed. And he's drawn loads of lines on the screen. After further analysis, again, it shows that you still know nothing about the game, Jim. He's backing himself. He's backing himself. Yeah. Who'd be a ref? Not me. Hey? Not me. Um, how are things, John? I, well, we're neighbours, but I never see you. So this is the first time. That's, we're a, in, that's a good sign. Why? Because we're busy. busy. Yeah. If you're quiet, it's bad. But we're in London. We're connecting. Thankfully, we're flying back tonight. We were going to stay. Yeah. But we thought it'd probably be best yeah. if we went for, home. For the girls. Yeah. Get back. Another day at home. Things are good, mate. You look good. Thank you. Yeah, you know, someone said to me, oh, doesn't Barkley look like Bradley Cooper? Oh, God, I hate that. Fucking <laughs> mate, what a compliment! What a compliment! I got told I look like a skinny David Williams. How fucking shit's that? You looking alright? Yeah, I'm all right. Is it trim? all compliments? Yeah, it would Too be trim. nice. Too trim, fit as a fiddle at the minute. But got to bulk up. I need to bulk up. Got to do weights. Bradley Cooper look alike, mate. It's going well. Transition. Mm. How funny is that word? Transition. Yeah. Tough though, eh? Very tough. Stress wise. I don't think you have real stress as a rugby player. And people can disagree if they want. That's my opinion. Or I didn't, certainly. Yeah, you get injured. And I didn't sleep for properly for months because I was like, what the hell am I going to do? What am I going to do? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Who's going to employ a 33, 34-year-old rugby player to do a real job? And what did your vice captain say? You'll be fine which is the advice I give Ryan Wilson. Because <laughs> you will be fine. Yeah. You know, ultimately, you will, everyone ends up fine. But fuck, it's hard. I, I, and, I, and I think it's hard because you've got the stress and most people tell you got kids and family and bills and things to pay. The financial stress is one thing. I didn't find, I didn't find it stressful leaving the game. The way, when I left, and we talk about it, if you want, about how things ended for me, I was totally fed up with how th things ended. I knew I wasn't going to play at Edinburgh within a few months of being at the club. I knew it wasn't going to work out. But yeah, I think it, it works out. There's no easy way around it when you when you stop. And you know, I've got mates who retire all the time now. And they're like, what? Like, Wilson, what do I do? It's harder now. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. Well, I think it's In harder. What way? I just think the opportunities are less across everything, whether or not you're half decent in media because of the way the landscape of the media... Probably don't need to go into too much detail around that, but that's the facts of it. Yeah. 
the the amount of money you get for these different gigs has gone down. Yeah, more people are retiring, so there's more people mm. in market. We've retired, so then like, the yeah, space. yeah. I, th- I think t- time is quite important. You were probably mm. at a good time to retire with podcasting, where it was. And people in the media probably, and, and I was probably the same. I ruptured my Achilles, and that let me spend a year with the BBC, which I never would have got. And who knows whether I would get that opportunity after I retired, but I got time to do a bit of media. Then, you, like you say, so I've been doing it for five years in the media now, but I still don't I still don't consider myself working in the media because I think you look at, the, like you say, the way people coming out of the game, Hoggy's just retired, the landscape of it, how much more, how many opportunities, or how long do you keep getting these opportunities, is my point, unless you have unless you're a presenter or unless you're a superstar of the game and I'm neither of those so but you're very good as a presenter or? Yeah, no, I'm not, not as, as a presenter, presenter sorry, as, a, as a pundit yeah I'd say so yeah I'd say yeah I think you're fine now you've got a Scottish accent that's what, <laughs> I say, that's what you've got over me Scottish <laughs> accent and better looks yeah I do, and that's the hard thing isn't it because our, in the media you have no control over your life no like I, I know like playing sport, you kind of do to a degree. Like, yeah, like there's, the a, there's a job somewhere if you want, if your yeah. body's still there or thereabouts, and if you really desperately want it. Like, I could have I had a contract with London Irish if that I, I could <laughs> I could have turned up. I don't know whether I would have done much. Imagine the state they'd be in now if I paid you those wages. Yeah, exactly. They would have gone that year. <laughs> a fucking great contract as well. Mate, it was it was it was a big deal. Two years, testimonial, uh, all the bells and whistles, but. Yeah, I think it's harder coming out now. Yeah, but you're but, in a good industry, like the whiskey from the yeah, outside. No, that, that, that was for good fortune, I think. It's not good fortune. Well, there's a bit about you've got to do the work when you're playing to actually make connections. But then also you said to me as well, you can have all the chats in the world you want until someone starts paying you, it doesn't matter. And actually you have all this conversation, you're like, yeah, I'm great, I've got all these options and then you start whittling down the conversations and you're like actually none of these are paying me so i yeah i ended up in the whiskey industry and probably at a time during the pandemic when everyone's batting down the hatches no one knows what's happened to the world bizarrely high-end whiskey wine watches all these high-end goods went through the roof so i end up in an industry which is in which is quite solid at the time so and managed and it gave me a bit of time to find my feet doing it and then managed to do media alongside it which was great as well so but yeah, it's not um, it's not an easy thing to do to move away from the game. No, I'm so glad I didn't coach. Toughest job and in sport. La- I don't think it's, I don't think it looks enjoyable. No, some people would disagree. Again, some people say it's more. Ron Nogara said, I think it's more rewarding winning as a coach because you're overseeing the whole operation rather than just being a cog in the team. But you can, I could see that. Yeah, I think team manager would be a nice role. We always said that. We always say uh, yeah. Just organising nights out. That's <laughs> when I think team manager. That's what I get think. Get a charter flight. Sort the flights home out. the next day. Yeah, I, I delegate. I'm a massive delegator, mm-hmm. but then reap the rewards of putting the vodka and the cigars on the table. <laughs> All the players would love you. Yeah, like Cookie, like the kit man. <laughs> Beals now. It is. No, it isn't easy. And I think with the retirement thing, and like what I said to you was. It's all well and good, like you said, having these meetings. It, what I think I, I used to say something like, "Everyone wants to smell your jockstrap." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they, probably. But yeah. they won't put it on. But you, I think now it, it's gone are the days where you're. <laughs> I've not heard that before. It's like quite, it's, it's true. It's, it's true. It's a good it's one. Yeah. It's a good one. Who wears jockstraps these days? Is anyone? I couldn't, so, fill, uh, I couldn't fill a jockstrap. Oh, I played with a guy at Glasgow my first year wore a jockstrap. Uh, what was his name? Aussie guy. 
had a wet nurse growing up. You had a what? A wet nurse. What's that? Uh, you so you you employ a a nurse to nurse your children for you to breastfeed them. He had a wet nurse <laughs> to feed his kids. No, no, no. He was fed from a wet nurse. Oh, he was fed from a wet nurse. <laughs> What's that got to do? How do you know? What's it got he to told, do with anything? I don't know how we got there. What do we? How do we get there? Jock straps. Jo- he wore jock straps. Oh, did he? So there you go. You need a decent pace to fill a jock strap. <laughs> you got a good pipe. Yeah. Doing Vandermeer would look good in one. He bloody would. <laughs> he looks like, um, like an action man. How big is he at the moment? Ridiculous. Massive pipe as well. Big old like schlongadong. Animal. <laughs> big unit. Like, I feel inferior. Like, I think if I was sat next to him, I would feel inferior. With Beck? Yeah. I wouldn't let her sit near. No, near no, best not. But jock straps, Sean Lamont. How did we get to jock straps? About, um, the analogy that I used. Oh, yeah, about transition. What about Sean? Did you see what he did? Sean Lamont. We did that. Th- calendar? Um, no, not the calendar. The charity thing. For his wife's work or Posing something, for Gemma's work. And well, you would, wouldn't you? I oh, would be doing on. that every weekend. So what do they call it, right? Let's set the scene for people. So Sean Lamont, who played on the wing for Scotland. Yeah, 100 caps. Of, yeah, he was, yeah. One of, it wasn't even the piece, it was his nuts. Yeah. You, he like used a bunny to, hot, like a space hopper. It was like a hot water bowl. <laughs> That's what I used to say. It was a hot water bowl that he would pull up. So I made him do the magic trick, win, right, lose, or draw. Pull it up over his belly button yeah. and everything would sit. Within that, it was like a hot water bottle covering yep. your piece. In a pair of pants, you've never seen anything so big. Majestic. And he'd fill a jockstrap, but... So he, would Rory. <laughs> so would his brother Rory. God, I've seen that full anger as well. Goodness me. Where are we going with this? Oh. Transition, um, apparently. Transition. But Sean, during transition, did one of these like things where he's up on stage and all these women are drawing him. What's it called? Thingy drawing. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Ah, oh, sorry. What is naked drawing? <laughs> uh, Neon naked law drive. Did Reddit no human figures integral to art classes? I'm going to call it naked drawing. Life drawing. Life drawing. Yeah, UV life drawing. Yeah, not UV. It says UV life drawing. It's not. It's just life drawing. Life drawing. Life drawing. Well, that's what he was doing. Like was life drawing. Yeah. And he's walked up. This is all his missus' workmates for charity. He's walked up there and he's stood like a Greek god. Everything dangling down. A couple of snooker balls. <laughs> but yeah, so people smelling your jock strap effectively. <laughs> but what you need to have, you need to have like a skill set. Like I don't think, I think it's gone in the days of like you're a Will Carlin or a Delalio or I don't know, a big name. I was trying to think of Gavin Hastings. Like yeah, like, yeah, like Gavin Hastings, for example, it'd be like, yeah, you're, you're, you're our a guy for the next yeah, 15 years. You were a legend. Yeah, you're in. They're, they're gone. And that's what Unless you're. Uh, I don't know who now. You know, or, Brian O'Driscoll. Uh, yeah, or a Warburton. Or, yeah. yeah. But, but Warby even says he still, you know, he still works. He he has to graft and work. And What does he do? He's got his academy. Yeah. Very good in the media. He's uh, on the board of Cardiff now. Board of Cardiff. All that stuff. Yeah, I, I think, and I think as a Scottish player, you're not going to have that opportunity. Finn might, whether yeah. he wants it or not, it would be a different question. Hoggy, potentially. But yeah, even still, I think you're right. The days of the corporate... Giants come in, you know, big banks. You're our guy. You're going to host for us for the next ten years. Yeah. So that you need to offer something tangible. Yes. You need a skill set, and that's what I say to anyone who asks me now. I said, like, you need, like, you need to hustle. Do you think that the unions do enough to help with that stuff? Because I don't think they do at all, in my experience. I don't. Right. As in, so on the unions helping. Yeah, or the clubs helping, or 
it's hard to help. You've got to help yourself. Yeah. We might think differently on this. I think you have to help yourself in that space. I think, and I had this conversation with um, a player at Gloucester, I was going to name drop him, where he played at Gloucester all his career, made probably £1.5 million, got to the end of his career and said to the club, what are you going to do for me now? I know it is. Yeah. And they were like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I want a job. Yeah. It's like, well, Thanks for us to give you a job. We paid you one point five million pound, mate. Yeah. So, my my point is not not to give you jobs or give you opportunities, but I think there's there's still more to be done. And like when you come out the game and actually re- like, what is my skill set? Mm. How like if guys that fourteen years or a Wilson or something like that, like what's because the top guy Hoggy is fine. He's gonna be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the guys the guys who play ten years and earn an average living a yes. good living in the real world but they've they've stopped uni they've done all that then what exactly that's terrors yeah Saris were unbelievable well yeah you say unbelievable that. yeah at that so in a way yes they do have responsibilities mm-hmm. to do that and i think the clubs and unions have a responsibility with that but even further and you know because we talk about the state of our bodies whether it be headaches migraines whether or not it be ankle wrist shoulder back yeah. and then name dropping everything where trying to get medical care after yeah you've got to think how old are you now 36 mate 36 i'm 40 and i'm fucked yeah and i've got private health care and i struggle to get in and get seen for mm-hmm. stuff so having given your body to the game not only you know i know you're talking about something different but i think there needs to be a pot where me you and which anyone, you can pay into everyone pays into everyone pays into yeah i agree come off top end and then it's t- topped up like fuck these pensions and all this bollocks put a pot of money in there and and there are people at world rugby talking about this and i'm working through it with them where you can dip in and be like you know i need five grand out of that because i need money sorted now i can't but then to your to your point earlier though that club saying we paid you 1.5 million quid Mm. but this is pay for surgery yeah but i think that this is an initiative i'm I'm just giving you the the, the other side i agree i think we should yeah because i think there's a lot of conversations that happen we'll get that fixed when you Next year, we'll get that fixed. When you stop, we'll be fine. I had those conversations. How many of those have been fixed? Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's I think the difference is, is you're giving your body to the game. So not necessarily like, the yes, the club or whatever this. So there needs to be like a wider part. Right, okay. As opposed to someone like you're coming out of rugby. Like you can't give someone motivation to go and sit in an office and be an accountant. Mm-hmm. Can you? Like most lads have been like, well, fuck, I ain't doing that. Well, it's like, right, you don't want to do that. Well, do you want to get down the building site and do a trade? No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You want to be a teacher? Yeah, but I don't want to go to uni. Can you give me a degree? <laughs> you're like, like, be so many people like, yeah. that don't want to do like that hustle. And it is hard because like this is the thing. I don't know what other sports are like, but in our sport, you you need to be all in, but you're not all in, aren't you? Like 95% of us weren't all in at the end because you're thinking about what's next. Yeah. So you couldn't do your recovery. I'm yeah. traveling. I'm in a car. My back's in pieces. <laughs> fucking, I'm all over the place. Yeah. So you're literally limping out of the game. Well, I, I had 18 months of that where I knew the, I knew I was going to retire. Not 18 months. No, yeah, about 18 months, sorry. Mm. I, was like, I knew I had time to get out of the game and my body's really struggling. And I didn't actually, it was just, it's more training, isn't it? Training was the hard thing. I couldn't get going in training. I'm like, I had a 45-minute warm-up before the warm-up. People are like, oh, so what? Get on with it. I don't want to do that every day. It's yeah. not fun. But you realize, yeah, your body just falls apart. That was the the thing, and then it wasn't the just training; like it was contact. I didn't do any. I, I know. At but, the end. but how pissed off were the coaches when you didn't do it? Okay, that, that's where Scarlett was amazing. Mm. 
I know you had Wayne in here. I'll go to Wayne Pivot. <laughs> I think he got stitched up, but that's a different talking point. But yeah, he, like he used to say, if you had he had uh, over a hundred involvement, it was over a hundred involvements on the you get your game tag, so an involvement could be a pass, a, you know, whatever kick, tackle. For back row, it's going to be predominantly contacts. If you had a hundred in the game or whatever the number was, you don't have to do contact all week. So the lads are literally chasing rocks. Just to- <laughs> and I and then at the end, he just said, just never don't do it. His mindset was just play the weekend. If you're good at the weekend, I trust you. The other side of that, when you went to, to Edinburgh, it was like, we're doing contact every day. Was that under cockers? We're doing pick and goes every day. Malls every day. Scrums. Oh, you, you were soft, that was what? Well. Edinburgh was, was soft. Soft, mate. And I was like, cockers, I can't. I said, I can't do that. He was actually all right with me about that stuff. I was like, I can't do that. Mm. Like, I just, if you want me to play, I can't do all that contact in the week. Otherwise, I'll be hanging by Saturday. But that's what, like that style of coaching now, and obviously Cockers got sacked from Edinburgh, thanks to John Barkley. And you look at that old school type of coaching, it's gone. There'll be elements, so there'll be still some out there. Who else was old school? Dimes. Well, I was going to say Dimes, but then doesn't coach that much. No. Dean Richards, but he didn't coach that much. Like yeah. The old guy, they're all young coaches now, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Just come out of the game. Premiership is. Yeah. Die young, just been sacked. Yeah. Don't know what happened. Don't know either. Calling someone soft, probably right. <laughs> probably, can't say that anymore. Is your work like that? You can and can't say stuff. Can't say anything, mate. Yeah. I work from home, so it's fine. That's the hard thing, isn't it? Like, in life now, what you can and can't say. Like, with the, like we've got, you've got three kids, I've got four. We're both in corporate entities. You've got to be careful. You have to be careful. What you can and can't say. Easy for, well, easier for me. You've got, well, I suppose you can edit this, can't you? Why? What do you want to say? I don't want to say anything. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't want to get sacked. But whiskey's good. You travel loads. Travel quite a bit, yeah. So That's you, the hard thing. You're, you're not net zero, are you, John? I'm definitely not net zero. <laughs> got a big garden, which, which probably gives back. <laughs> so humble. I love that. I am not net zero. I've got a big garden, so that's that, net zero. That cancels out, doesn't it? There's a lot of trees in there. You have chopped a few trees down. I chopped as well, a few but... down. I got permission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's different when you stop, isn't it? The adjustment of rugby to whatever you're doing is hard. But I, like I said, I don't miss the game. I do look back with a bit of envy. 2000, whenever Lions tour was, I look back. I think God, that would have been. I was yeah, I was jealous. I look back, I think God, that would have been awesome to do or get picked. But yeah, it's just you just work, don't you? You just re- and then you kind of realise you're in this for. <laughs> how much longer until you can retire when are you going to retire from this yeah just from life <sighs> sit back well, I was in Colorado and I was under the sun with music and love and I thought I could retire now <sighs> it'd be so nice like genuinely I'm in a weird world a weird industry and a weird like I live in Edinburgh as you know around the corner from you apparently <laughs> But I'm travelling all the time, so I'm on my own. There's a loneliness. Lone wolf. There. Lone wolf. That's me, mate, That's when I travel. Lonely, eh? It is lonely, yeah. So I'm doing that, doing the podcast, we're in and out. The world rugby stuff's good because there's more interaction. But the media stuff, I think, is a little bit soulless. Do you know what I mean? Because you're fighting for something that you can't necessarily... That's what you said. It's good to have something else, isn't it? You've got to have... Unless you're a Brian O'Driscoll or a Gabby Logan, you know, mm. one of these, you have to do something else because it's, you yeah. see it, you see people scrapping for the same, same bit of bread and you get up with crumbs. Mm. You don't want to be bitter. You don't want to be bitter doing media. Well, that's the hard thing, 
isn't it? And it is very sharky out there. It is very sharky. And I keep away from that drama. And I suppose having the podcast has allowed me to do that. I don't know what I would be. What would you have done if you didn't do the podcast, do you think? I had a job at Sarri's. Of course I did. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) had a job at Sarri's. There was a leadership opportunity. Of course there was. With a guy called Hugh Vivian, who was at Saracens with. He'd set up a business. I got offered the Edinburgh coaching role with Cockers. Yeah. Yeah. Decent money. But you didn't want to coach. I didn't want to coach. I had the idea of wanting to be a school teacher. You know, like a rugby, like, and he, and he, I feel bad saying easy gig because I know there's a few people listening Chase to this who are in that role. Big shout out to Mr. Eason. Remember Andrew Eason? Mm-hmm. Big shout out to him. He is my Phil Godman. son's director of rugby now. Big shout out to Andrew Eason. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is it? I saw him. I went, JJ went to his school and saw Eason. He's a legend. Eason. I said, oh, sorry, Mr. Eason. Let's keep it professional. <laughs> so Eason's doing that. Phil Godman is doing that up in Dundee. Hates me. Jace White. Jace White's doing it. Nick DeLuca. Loads. I know loads of people. I and mean, That's what I wanted to do. I, I was going to say easier role. It's not an easy job, but as in, you know what you're doing, structured, helping imagine shape lives. Like, imagine you rocking up to the fetties. Fucking tats, tats on Tats everywhere. Swearing. Swear. I don't know. I genuinely don't know then. I don't know what I would have done. But I know that within me now, I'd love to do something outside of rugby, whatever that is. That would in a few bits. Set up a coffee company for three days. Skincare. Skincare. Mate, that's going all right. More than Brawl's going all right. I used some the other day. Burn like fuck. You... <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's meant to do. That's how it's working. Yeah. It's like burning off the bad stuff yeah. on your face. So I'm keen to do something else. I'd like to set up something by myself. And it's just that romantic thing, isn't it? Go coffee shop, pub. Yeah. We spoke about this. But I've, I've involved in some bars and coffee shops and stuff and everyone's saying don't do it don't do it don't do no it no money there's no money as in you've got to make a lot of flat, flat whites <laughs> before you fucking you make three or four grand John that's it like that is doesn't clear. pay doesn't pay the school fees it doesn't pay the school fees no John but you live a faster life than me do you think so yeah, you like all the nice things you're like, what are you on about mate hold on a second every time I go past your house there's a new car yeah but that's the like, I swap it. It's not mine. It's They're not free. Lease. They're not free. No, I pay for them. But yours is free. Mine's not free. I thought it was no, free. I pay for two cars. John? I, do, I pay for two cars. Okay. You've got to reward yourself. You work hard. You have. I work nine to five, Monday to Friday, commentate weekends. You like the nice things. Who doesn't? I, I'm not that materialistic. Got a Garmin on, cheap t-shirt. you got Panerai. I shouldn't say what you got at home. You in case it's a Panerai, you. but it's a free. Freebie. It's a gift. To, did you declare it on your tax return? Uh, probably. Kind. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> My admin's so bad. You know, you everyone likes the nice things. I do like nice things, yeah. I've got more into it now. Like into cra- you're into crafty things, aren't you? like that knife company. Yeah. You, yeah, there must be... You I like cooking. Stuff. You do like Love cooking. Love cooking, barking, coffee. coffee, whiskey. Cars. Watches. No, I'm not into cars. Just want a nice car. So the hairdresser was so funny. So you know the the guy the, tu- the they're not Turkish, they're Kurdish. I thought I, I said I it was Turkish. Like, yeah. You were about to say Turkish. Said, Tur- <laughs> he said, Are you mates with John? I says, What? I said he said, Yeah, I said, kind of. Let's run the corner. <laughs> he says, He comes in, he comes in and he not want to pay. <laughs> That's, what he, <laughs> That's what he says. I says, What do you mean? He says he not want to pay ever. <laughs> And I said, what do you mean? He said, he, he, they're he, smart, cash only. Cash only. But he has put his prices up. I mean, Expensive. It's, it's gone from 15 quid a haircut. You can afford it. To 22 quid. If you get the beard done as well, it's like 45 quid for the haircut and beard. Mate. 
And take JJ, he's got to cut his own hair now. I just shave it, yeah, like he's got mange. <laughs> um, but like they said, you don't like pain. You don't like pain. For I, I, that's just that, you. That's what he said. I, don't, I don't, swear don't. on my life, that's what he said. How can you not like you pay when you go to the barbers? Well, I think you're just making a point. You're like, mate, you're putting your prices up. No, no. The problem, I've got to go to the, I've got to go. Who carries cash now? Not me. You've got to go across Tesco. You have. Get cash back. Pay pound twenty five. Oh, I see, this is the difference. I pay one. I'll, I'll get it from the cash point where you pay pound twenty five. You'll be buying like a £10, a 10p Freddo to try and, and then get cash Lottery back. ticket. Yeah, lottery's are smart. There we go. Yeah. Investment. Edinburgh's weird at the minute as well. What do you mean? I feel like it's lost its soul. As a city or a as club? As a city. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's picked up now with a fringe. I, just, I love Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh as well, John. Best city in the world, but I, I feel like it's in a weird spot. But he's busy. Homeless people everywhere. Not that that is there. Yeah, everywhere. Where? Yeah. Everywhere on the streets. Not where, you live. The Not where we live. <laughs> Not where we live. No, they're coming. You don't let them in there. They're coming. They probably. Yeah, I just feel like it's lost its soul. Everyone's talking about Glasgow coming down to London, the hustle, the bustle, and just the way the world is like to let boards up everywhere. No, like in housing it. markets crashed. I love it. Yeah. Disagree. Never there, John. Me? I love Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh no, more you than you. No, you said you hated it, mate. No, you said hate it. So it's lost its soul. Well, that means you hate it. Maybe not the best city in the world, mate. Yeah. I think so. The weather has broken me as well. Yeah. I didn't normally care about weather, but... Yeah. Good rugby, well, good rugby club? Not me. But all right. Fine. Yeah. I hated Edinburgh. Why? <laughs> How long have we got? No, no, that's not fair, actually. I didn't hate it. Love the boys. You love. You always have a good time with the lads, don't you? Yeah. Didn't go on with cockers, did I? Well, I, I did actually get on with cockers, so that's not fair either. No, you just opened them up in the media after. Well, I got tucked up. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, go, well, I, I don't know. I've spoken about what actually happened. No, let's go. This, mate, this is your forum. Okay. I'll give you a bit of background. Okay. Scotland captain, playing in Scarlets, ruptured my Achilles, having already signed for Edinburgh. At the end, last game of the season, came to Edinburgh having... Turned down a better contract at Scarlets, a job after playing at Scarlets, a team that were top of the league. And it was a lot of personal stuff for me. Come back, close to family, set myself up after rugby. There's injury clauses, as you know, and it's normally nine months if you're injured, the club has the right to terminate your contract. I've never heard of it ever being done. It's never happened in a club I've been at. It's never happened in Scotland, despite guys blowing out ACLs, whatever. I got called in to say, here, we're going to cut your contract in half. When I got to six months, we're gonna cut your contract to half, and I said, "Well, no, because I can't pay. I can pay for my mortgage if I did." So I said, "No," and so I got a letter saying, "Well, your contract's been terminated." I'm like, "What? What do you mean my contract? I'm six months into a contract. I've just moved my whole family, been sold this thing, I've come back to Edinburgh. I know I ruptured my Achilles. That's out with my control. So I knew within six months of I was trying to get shafted. So I stood my ground. I said, "I'm not. I'm not gonna take half pay." I'd, I'd rather just retire. I've got a ruptured Achilles. Who's going to sign me? So at that point, well, we'll, set, we'll set, you'll terminate your contract. I'm like, okay, but again, who's going to sign me? 32 or something, ruptured Achilles. So I was going to retire. And then I had to try and, you know, manage to piece it back together around with, you know, Gregor was helpful with that. Colin Grassi, who was the president at the time, came and saw me in hospital as well when I had my, my surgery and said, look, just, you know, this is all going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And then you fast forward six months, and I've been sa- essentially been sacked or pushed. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm, I'm, I, that's probably, well, I said it not much, that's probably the only time I've been stressed. And then I knew I'm six months in to what I thought was a, a longer term project, if you want to call it that. And 
I'm not meant to be here. What are you meant to do? Yeah. And I thought, and I, maybe a, a little bit of naivety, I was like, I'm Scotland captain. If you're going to fucking John Barkley, if you're going to do this to me, like the guys have got no chance. True. I said, so what? I said, I've played for this country for years, played with injuries, X, Y, Z. You've, and the point that I had is you've never done this to other players. There was other guys in the longer term injured, injured group who had been injured for longer than me. And yet I was the guy again. And I, do, and I Scott Johnson, I never got on. And he, that was his last week in the SRU. And I remember thinking, what the hell is going on here? I've gone from this to this in six months, and now I'm deemed surplus to requirements. And other part of it as well, which is for anyone who's listening, you pay agent fees your whole career. I don't know what, 10% or 8%, whatever it was. So you could pay hundreds of thousands of pounds. And you never really need them. I didn't. Mine was all, I spent nine years at Glasgow, and every time I keep taking that commission, Scarlet's five years, same. And then I did my own deal coming back to Edinburgh. And when I needed an agent, no one came down to help. I said, you need, you've got to come. I've got a meeting with the CEO tomorrow. We've got to figure this out. Can't be there. You're like, well, actually, that kind of shows the whole thing. Mm. So, yeah, Edinburgh didn't work out. And that, but it was probably, I think, in the long run, good to have that clarity. Because I don't, I hope people listening don't think I'm, I'm not bitter. I didn't, I got everything I could from the game. I don't think I could have got much more from it. It didn't end the best way, but it gave me a little bit of clarity on rugby family because you're like, pandemic came and then. I don't know how many times you've heard from your former clubs. Zero. <laughs> Nothing. Zero. Saris. Sar well, Saris are probably the shining light, shining yeah. example of how they look after players. Chatted Duncan Taylor, and he's doing some role for Saris now. So funny. Such have a heard, good guy. Have you heard about him? What's he doing the women's? He's do well, he's doing some women's pathway stuff, and apparently first day in the office, he walked out. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he did a week. <laughs> he said he couldn't do it. So, mate, do you know what I mean? I just think that whole rugby family, that narrative is is charming when you're in it, but... doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. No. It's a business, and you've got to... And I wish they would just say it. Mm. I remember, and this is quite cheesy, and you can t take from what you want. I sat in the boardroom at Murrayfield trying to figure out this mess, and on the front, it was the values of the union, the, you know, and on the front of Murrayfield. And it was like honesty, family, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, as one, I'm like, that, that isn't applicable mm. when you get treated like that. And I thought that is, and I played for you for 16 years. I played for them, and I thought that if that's how you get treated, it did leave a bit of a sour taste. So you went tabloid on them. Well, I don't know. I ever spoke about that. No, I, I don't know. I can't remember what it, what it was in there. I know you. I spoke you, about Cockers, and Cockers' approach it wasn't a fun place to be. Yeah, and then and eventually and the players got rid of them. And this is what I mean. This is where you know you've got to be careful, haven't you? Because ultimately, if your players who've got a voice like you have now and have got respect and profile in the game, at some point it's going to come back and bite them isn't it but you can't and people are say, well why didn't you say it when you're at Edinburgh I'm like well I had so I still wanted to play rugby and I, you know you just start getting removed further removed from came back so I managed to get to the World Cup came back from the World Cup I was the most senior player in the squad most or most experienced however you want to say it oh there's a, a leaders meeting can these people attend I'm like oh not in that defence meeting no not in that attack no yeah yeah line up yeah no I'm like, I am literally a spare part here. Mm, driftwood. Just driftwood. And that, that, it was like that. And then I, then the pandemic happened. I was like, well, that, that's that then. That is a shame when you break. And I knew that, but obviously a lot's happened since. Yeah. How you would, and that's, the, there isn't glory in no. retirement. You know, John Barkley. Carried out on a shield. Carried out on a shield. Dragged out. No one's Last game, you. Cardiff. Cardiff at home in front of about 55 people, 20 minutes off the bench. And I remember actually in that game, because we had a week off the next week, 
And I remember running around thinking, I don't want to get hurt here because I got a week off. Mm. And that was probably a good sign that it was the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's not all glory. It's probably not, not a bad thing. I think the, the fact that you finished like that and the, the bitterness, arguably you could say, is better than lifting the Calcutta Cup. Yeah. And like that being your final thought and you'd be like fuck yeah I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I was better I just think it gave me a bit of a bit of realism about what it is yeah because there is a romance to do like you're, you are literally playing the sport and you're pissing around with your mates and you're getting paid well you're getting to travel you get to play in big stadiums you know if, if you're lucky enough to do that but there's a reality to it and you see the guys that come out of the game and they're you really they're just that whole rugby family thing is nonsense and you hear stories about it all the time mm. guys getting shafted at clubs getting you know contracts getting whipped from under their feet all this sort of stuff happens all over the place yeah i think it's good to know those stories uh, definitely because it the, takes the, away a bit it gives people a bit more of a, a bit more perspective in the decision making or and i think particularly to that loyalty to clubs like, oh, i better stay at this club i remember chatting to a scotland player i won't name him and he'd been offered a really good contract to come play a top side Play extra and extra Europe, uh, about to be European champions. He said, "Nah, better not. I think I'm going to stay because the union will look after me." It's the World Cup, and, and then didn't get picked. And then they absolutely offered him peanuts. Mm. So you're like, I, you want to be loyal to clubs, and I'm jealous of the guys that played it. I'm jealous of the guys that played it at a club like and Scar- Scarlets was that for me. Yeah, the best club environment I ever played in, and probably goes hand in hand. It was the best players, but you see those clubs which you really managed to consistently hold it together. And have that place where people want to go and play for them. That's pretty rare, I think. Oh, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And it's a dog eat dog world out there. This rugby family is, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't got any real bad experience. Like the SIU is an interesting one because I've got a really good relationship with them now. But you think about what happened with me and Vern. Yeah. And then me talking about Vern on the podcast and killing the rabbits <laughs> up in the Pyrenees in the mountains, like joking about it on the podcast, but it was all true. And then it was on the front page news of all the papers. I'm still playing at Surrey's. Then the SIU are ringing me. The lawyers are ringing me. Vern's ringing me saying, what the fuck? You're fucking lying. <laughs> I said, what do you mean I'm lying? He said, you said that Stuart Hogg was, Hogg was wearing sandals. I'm like, Vern, I don't think that that's the fucking issue, mate. I don't think that that detail is the one. And then there was a big fallout with the SIU. And then now it's come good again. Well, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It, it does. You're not telling lies either. No. Nothing I've said, and it's like, you're going to have to not, Why I've not talked about it, because I don't want it to be a distraction, but it's also, for me, it's just a bit of, this is what happens. Mm. I was one of the, not that I was a star, I was one of the lucky ones to play international rugby and get well remunerated for it, you know, well looked after. So there there was an exit anyway, but it's more, it doesn't always go that way. No, it doesn't, no. And you're on the board in the changing room, that's a bugbear of mine. Yeah. I was very surprised about that. Why? Well, because of how things had happened. When I le- not that I'd left under any bad feeling, but it was more of a, I think, uh, the impression I got there was Scott Johnson and I did never got on off the back of not going on tour in 2013 or 14. I love Scott Johnson. Of course you did. Fuck, it's weird, isn't it? I know we've had this chat, but you, lo- you love him. He was a cowboy. Scott Johnson? Oh, my God. Nah. <laughs> I thought he was very good. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I thought he was brilliant. I swear. I, I really enjoyed him. I don't know. Oh, I don't mate. know why. We didn't get on. He got asked after my 50th cap where I brought JJ out with me at Murrayfield. And I don't remember, I was making line breaks. Before, but the best game you lost I've your ever son that day. <laughs> where is he? <laughs> um, and I, I, I think I got mad at the match. And John, I got asked that after the game. He was like, 
Jim Hamilton unbelievable. And Jono said, well, look, he's, uh, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I drink coffee. That's what he said. But that sums him up. He's got a line for everything. <laughs> he had a line for everything. No, I enjoyed him. If you I hung really... around long enough, you heard the same crack. But I enjoy people like that who, who are a bit quirky. Whereas... He picked you. Yeah, he did, and I hated Vern. Well, there you go. And I liked Vern. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Vern didn't pick me, though. Yeah, I just... Yeah, that's my biggest regret, is not calling him out face-to-face. Well, my biggest regret would be Scott Johnson not having more of a say with him, probably. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, there we go. There we go. That is the way. I that... didn't go on Scotland tour because I didn't want to. I needed a shoulder operation. I could have had it after tour, and I chose to have it. I was going to Scarlet as well, so was, there was a bit of complexity to it. And I'm adding a bit here, but I was. Like, I don't want to go on Scotland tour if he's in charge. Mm-hmm. I will have surgery instead. It was that miserable. I hated it. Ask John Welsh. <laughs> meatball. Meatball. We used to. We were was the shag. meatball or chicken ball. Chicken, chicken ball. ball. That's Duncan. We were the meatball. Me and John Welsh used to drive back from training, the shags. We'd hold bags all day, all week, and just drive home through McDonald's. And we were like, this isn't what it's meant to be. Welsh is, Welshy crashed into going away home. Did I tell you the story? No. He's not talking to me, Welshy. He, he crashed into driving. Like, we're trying to get home. Up the hut. He's fucking. Everyone had Mercedes fast C63s. He's at, ragging it through Edinburgh. He ends up crashing into this guy. And I'm thinking, fucking, he's just crashed get out there say sorry exchange details completely in the wrong Welsh he gets out what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and then three Polish guys mate give it five minutes we're trying to figure this thing out another two Polish guys come around the corner carrying chains I'm trying to get back in the car I'm like, are I'm- they Polish or police <laughs> <laughs> Polish it's not Polish point. thankfully the police saw it on the other side of the road and came over that was the highlight of probably a two-year spell for me. It was fucking... Mi- uh, that is the most miserable I've been playing rugby. Yeah. Well, Scott Johnson. Well, well, she's a legend. Big shout-out to him. He's not happy. Well, Jasper Visa was sat there and Jasper yeah, Visa snapped, snapped his shoulder or something. Talk so. about people doing jobs which you wouldn't put them in when you met them. You here, yeah. potentially. John Welsh, wine connoisseur. Do you know this? No. He owns a, uh, a wine shop, high-end wine shop in Newcastle now. Yeah. He's giving it that one, sniffing the grapes, everything. He is, mate. <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, she. Uh, but but back to the point with Scott Johnson, you're put on the board in that changing room. That's something that grates me. Do you want to tell the listeners what the board is? Uh, the board at Murrayfield, or not Murrayfield, it's in the national changing room. Mm. And you've got the booths now numbered, obviously, 1 to 23. And in each booth, probably not, from 16 to 23, just 1 to 15, is the best players in each of those positions to have played in that position for Scotland. Yes. And I snuck on that list. Uh, yes. And you didn't. 63 caps for Scotland, and I am not on that list. Who's on the board? Oh, man, there's legends on the yeah. board, but there's a few on there that have missed out that should be on the board. Like, for example, Ewan Murray's at number three, and Alan Jacobson's not on number Chunk. one most capped Lou said for Scotland ever. Yeah. And the reason I found out the reason I sound bitter and bitter. I'm not saying that I should be on that board with 63 caps. Like Tommy Seymour's on the board. Tommy, I know you listen. And I know that you not know that I'm not saying that he shouldn't be on that board. The thing is, when I found out about this board of like players, when you walk into the changing rooms, I walked in there with Kelly. Me and Kelly went in there with the kids. I don't know what it, there was something on. And I could see Kelly. 
He was fucking blinking like mad. He was like all over the shot. He was fucking, and he, want, and he was like looking at me. I was like, mate, fuck. Is he on it? He's not on it, no. Not on it. No, so I had 63 cuts of Scotland. He had 64. You had 76. 76. And you were captain, so maybe that's why you're on there. But Al Kellett was captain. Kelly was captain. And wasn't on there. And Kelly was captain, right? And you were so vice captain for him. And I was vice captain against Romania. <laughs> and I'm trying to work out, like, it's like you're looking at the names and naturally you're looking around and being like, how the fuck? How's he on there? And I'm not on there. Or how is he on there? And Kelly's not on there. Yeah. And it turns out that the reason that you and Murray's on there, I'm not saying you and Murray didn't feel that Scott and Jody doesn't deserve to be on there, but he didn't want to play on a Sunday. Yeah. Because of his Royal Highness or Holiness. His Royal Highness. <laughs> his Royal Holiness. <laughs> so he didn't even want to play when there was a game on a Sunday. I'd play on three Sundays. Yeah. If they were back to back. Yeah. So he was on there. And I found out the reason. It's if you're a British and Irish, British line. And Irish line, yeah. But the, the, for me, that shouldn't be the reason that that says that you should be on the board of people who filled that players that have filled that jersey and deserve to be on that board because it's not about that team. It's not about that team at all. It's got nothing to do with the Lions at all. You could have been injured. Yeah. And I just remember seeing Kelly's face, and it felt like the same as me. And again, this isn't me saying that I should be on there with Scott Murray. And Nathan Hines and Ewan Murray and Ross Ford and Sean Lamont and like these John Barclays from our generation. But there's a part of me that's a little bit better. I do have the worst win percentage of any <laughs> Scotland rugby player ever in the Six Nations. So they, they might know that. Uh, How bad's that stat? It's not great. Yeah, we chatted about that actually. That, And I think it was probably easy for me to say, yeah, but don't care because I was on it. It's, it's much easier. <laughs> If I thought that I hadn't filled the jersey and given yeah. my life to that team, maybe maybe you'd be added posthumously. Yeah, but I don't want the Scott Hastings one. He had it himself, but he was a lion. But he weren't on there. But then if you saw the board, he was on at the end. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? They're these things that you think don't matter, but obviously it does matter. Yeah, in I'm fact, it's not it. fair. I mean, when I look back, I remember when Jamie Ritchie. It was actually so they don't tell you you're on the board, mm. whether that's right or wrong. There's no fanfare, which I quite like actually. And Jamie Ritchie obviously played blind, so I was sat on my, and he he obviously was in there week in week out, and he sent me a picture. And I'd obviously just been added, and I remember thinking, "Fucking hell, that's." I did. I thought that was fucking cool. cool. Yeah, I yeah. did. I, I did think it was fucking cool. Yeah, is that making you feel better? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just a topic of conversation. People listen to this, like, oh, I can't, couldn't care less. I'd have you on there. Yeah, you're you're bias. No, I would. You're bias. I mm. would, mate. Right, World Cup just around the corner. Who wins it? Well, I would have said France, but, but Roman Intermac, big player. Yeah. Although I did see an article, a bit nausea. Matthew Jalibert has almost the exact same stats. Did you see that in the Times? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. I think New Zealand. I do as well. <laughs> Look at like us. I would love France to win it. Oh, I'd love it if France won it. Yeah. I mean, for rugby, the, for rugby, the two teams, France and Ireland. Yeah. Imagine Ireland winning. It'd be great for the game, but it'd be tough to swallow. But imagine watching. <laughs> no, all, I think going over to Ireland. That small, the tiny country, Emerald Ireland. The World Cup, any World Cup or sporting event in, in France is unbelievable. Mm. It's unreal. We didn't get the full experience in 2007 because we were back and forth, and we were in St Etienne's football camp. Which how shit was that? But saying that, what about the atmosphere? Well, Scotland France game, the weekend. unbelievable. Yeah, it's so, going to be wild. It's going to be France. wild, yeah. It's going to be class. And I'm, that's probably where I'll look at be like, that would have been, like, because my World Cup experience were not great and yours probably similar. Mm. 
like this this should be awesome it's going to be class who do you think is going to win it you think New Zealand I think New Zealand who do I want to win it obviously want Scotland to win it I don't think I don't know I don't want to put too much pressure on them I just don't know how you get out of a pool with South Africa Ireland but you said they're going to beat South Africa Tonga yeah I do, I do I think we get out of the pool but I don't think you get through that pool of a South Africa Tonga and Ireland in decent nick to yeah. then play France or New Zealand who have had a well, they've got their, their game at the beginning of the tournament and then they've got a walk through, no disrespect to Italy, to the quarterfinal. Yeah. I, ju- I just don't think any team in our side of the pool does that. I don't think anyone gets through past no. the quarters. I just, it's not what I want, but I think New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, I just think they are just a different level of class. The one thing will be for them, with Ian Foster leaving after the World Cup, like as in what's the culture like when the pressure really yeah. comes on? But, they've, got, they've got a captain who's probably not the first choice either. Yeah. Sam Kane. Mm. And then you look at, like, France, like you said, like, and Tamac, you know, they've under got pressure. Du- they've got DuPont still. Unbelievable. World's best player. He's a joke. You were talking about it on comms. He's a joke. He burst the ball, John, when he kicked it. No, he's a joke. He like, burst the ball. When I watch him play rugby, I'm like, what What sport was I trying to play? Because it wasn't that sport. He's doing, it's just... Everything. Everything. Tackle, then jackal. What? Smart, <laughs> smart. Save the knees. knees. Save your knees, big guy. Kick, pass, run. Unbelievable. Stupid. Never looks flustered. So they've got him. But then no, and to South Africa, no ten. Well, they've got Lebot, but Pollard's injured. Yeah. Sierra he's he's back. He's well, he's back. But how fit is he? Yeah. But they're monsters up front. Mate, it's hard, hard to call. But you're going New Zealand. Yeah, I'll go New Zealand. All right. And Scotland to get out of the pool. Yeah, I'll go Scotland to get out of the pool. And give us a shit sandwich. Hmm? Where's the the disaster? England, Wales, Australia. I think Fiji will beat Wales. So yeah, I left and the I think Argentina there. will beat England. Do you? Yeah. Wowzers. It's going to be class. Rugby's fucked, apparently. No, it's Is not. It? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. John Barkley, am I yeah. taking you out for dinner? Yeah. Where do you want to go? How much money have we got? No, I was going to say, we're not putting on World Rugby. This is not World Rugby. This no, is no. personal time. Personal time. We'll rock, paper, scissors. Go. Let's go. One, two, three, show. Yeah. One, two, three, show. Sushi. <laughs> cut you. I love sushi. <laughs> Without gluten. John Barkley. Loved it. Thank you. Thanks, mate.